up that diesel. Um, 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 let's go diesel. Um. All right, so before we get into this draft talk, let's talk a little bit about um, the end of free agency and the guys that Washington picked up, um, namely Curtis Samuel. Uh, Adam Humphreys also was a late addition. I don't really think there's anybody else really uh, noteworthy that we picked up, but we did also sign a uh, 25-year-old free agent, former Tulane basketball player. I think Sam Miss Reyes, like a height, weight, speed prospect, uh, coming to play tight end. Uh, kind of built in the same mold as some former basketball players turned NFL tight ends like uh, Jimmy Graham, Antonio Gates, but he'll be a prospect. But let, let's talk about Curtis Samuel first. Uh, what do you think that he adds to the wide receiver room and in what role do you think that he best be utilized here? That's, listen, that's dynamic. That's a dynamic, that's a dynamicism from him. Explosive. Which we really were looking for Sims to give us this year. Mm-hmm. Right, and a lot of the ways that we were using Sims, especially early in the season, are ways that I guarantee I'll be using Curtis Samuel, which is interesting because they didn't use Samuel like that when they had him before. Right, right. But I think they've sort of saw how he was used, and that's also wasn't Scott Turner's full offense. But I think they saw how he was using Carolina, and they plan to use him that way. He's another playmaker. Offense needs him, man. Offense needs playmakers, man. He's another player, a playmaker, and he adds a lot more speed to the offense. Like, we, we know we've been lacking speed on both sides of the ball. I mean, it's obviously it's improved a little bit since last year, but just somebody that can take the top off, somebody that you can, you know, line them up in the backfield, you can p- put them up outside, like someone that, that will allow McLaurin the opportunity not to be doubled for 60 minutes. Like, it's that's that's a big-time upgrade, man. Like, like you said, Cliff, he, he wasn't a part of the full offense as far as Scott Turner was concerned when he was in Carolina, but what Joe Brady did with him last year, like he was lining them up everywhere, using them for crossing routes, screen plays, out the backfield, nine routes. Like you, Curtis Samuel, he really elevated elevated his game last year. So I'm looking forward to it. Plus with um, Adam Humphreys in the slot, that adds another element to the passing game. Is obviously we need to get Fitzpatrick as many weapons as he can. So, I mean, I, I think it's a, it's a major upgrade, especially for the receiving core that we knew or we considered was like probably thirty number 32 out of 32 last year in the NFL. So major, major upgrade on the outside for the offense. Shit, 33. Alabama's wide receivers is better than us. <laughs> Damn. Real talk. Or maybe 34, hey. LSU. <laughs> yeah. For real. Entirely <laughs> possible. Yeah. Curtis Samuel kind of adds the element of positionless football to our team, something that I've really been excited to see them do. Like Cliff had mentioned, they were really looking for that element with Steven Sims Jr. last year. He didn't give it to them for several reasons. But guys like Antonio Gibson and Curtis Samuel make defensive coordinators lose sleep because you use them in so many ways. You can use them out of the backfield. You can split out. You can have mismatches on linebackers and safeties. It frees up room for guys like Terry McLaurin, who are so good after the catch, to not be double teamed because you have to always worry about the next guy. Uh, I'm glad he's the guy we picked up. I have all the wide receivers out there. I think he's the best fit for the offense in the direction that it's going. Solid pickup. Solid pick for sure. And like Corey mentioned, Adam Humphreys, you know, I wasn't really that high on him uh, when he got cut from Tennessee, but he does bring a reliable slot receiver. So when you want to use Kurt, um, Kurt Samuel another way, 
Adam Humphreys is a guy that you can plug in there and have a three wide receiver set with three competent guys. And, you know, you, you trust those guys being out there to do run the right routes, right depth, catch the ball. You know, I have no complaints. Plus with Humphreys, we know Humphreys had the experience with Fitz when they were down in Tampa Bay together. So they got a little connection true. that they had in the past. So that's good. That should help Fitz in the offense as well. So definitely. Very major. true. Very true. All right. Let's talk about um, Samus Reyes. Uh, like I mentioned before, 25 years old. Sammy Reyes. You keep, oh, is it Samus or Sammy? It, it was S-A-M-M-I-S. Unless somebody misspelled it on Twitter, which is entirely it's, possible. It's interesting because I, I heard you saying that Nikki Javala, she put Samus and Dane Brugler put Sammy. Let me look it up real quick. <laughs> I'm looking at her retweet. She, Dane Brugler has tight end Sammy Reyes, but she put Washington tight end, tight end, or Washington sign tight end Samus Reyes. Samus yeah. Reyes. Is his brother named Samus or Sammy? Yeah, it's, I think it's Samus. But okay. either way, um, never played any high school football. He actually was. If I remember the story correctly, and I may be wrong, I just heard a story a few minutes ago before we logged on this podcast. He is um, Chilean descent, came to this country by himself to play hoops. He is in the NFL's what international player program, went to IMG down in Florida and trained for a couple months, went to a pro day. Apparently, he was grabbing eyes from all the, uh, the scouts down there. I believe Daniel Jeremiah had made a point to even be like, who the hell is this tall drink of water catching all these balls? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> um, I, I'm trying to pull up his athletic profile right now. I think one of you guys have it on you, but he marks as an elite athletic profile type of guy in just about every category, six foot five, 260 pounds. You know, I, I know that that's, you know, a uh, somewhat of a long shot that he would be a contributor or a major contributor this year, but you don't have anybody in the tight end room behind Logan Thomas, a guy that may be a diamond in the rough, Hey, I'm glad he took a flyer on him. I mean, like you say, 6'5", 260 or something like that, ran like a 4'7", or something. Plus, also with, like, tight ends coach Pete Horner. Like, you remember last year how he was he was the one that was banging on the table for Logan Logan Thomas. Like, he felt he saw something in him. Like, he knew he's athletic, but he felt like, you know, he could work with him, coach him up, turn him into a solid tight end. So, you know, hopefully Horner sees that with uh, Mr. Reyes and maybe we could get something out of it. I'm not going to put expectations on him because, obviously, he's, he's just learning the game now. So, it's not a situation where we should expect him to come out and look look like Darren Waller immediately, but I mean, maybe he has something there, so I'm, I like it. Take a flyer. Yeah, he's, uh, this is basically Chilean Troyaki. So, <laughs> there you go. Which is a great athlete. We'll see what the fuck happens. Yep. Yeah. Recent history of great tight ends that were former basketball players in college. Antonio Gates, Jimmy Graham. Who else am I missing? I know there's others out there. Those are the two that, you know, right top of my head that are, you know, didn't um, Tony Gonzalez who? Didn't Gonzalez who oh, Cal? Oh, how, how can I forget about Big Tony? Yeah, but he I'm played. Playing, he no. played at Cal. Yeah, he did. He did. Yeah. Um, also, uh, Mo Alec Cox, a guy that you know might be coming on as a tight end for the Colts. You had a, some moments last year. Was a big basketball player down at VCU. So you you, you see the um the path from A to B. How somebody who has this athletic profile that was a basketball player could become a great tight end. I'm looking at his relative athletic score right now. He rated elite as in um, all these metrics, weight, height, bench press, vertical, broad jump, 40-yard dash, 20-yard split, 10-yard split. Mm. I don't see anything for shuttle or three-cone, but, you know, if you just look at this, just at face value, it, it leads you to believe that he is an outstanding athlete, like the best of the best, upper crust type athlete. 
Um, 40 inch vertical and shit. <laughs> yeah. You ran a four, six, five at 260 pounds. You're moving, bro. And you're mm-hmm. six foot five. That's that long rangey down the middle target you need. No question. We'll see. Yeah. Again, long <laughs> shot, long shot. Yeah. We're not really uh, saying that he's going to be the next big thing at tight end, but it's intriguing at the very least. And like I said, you don't really have anybody behind him. I don't even know what tight ends are behind Logan Thomas on the depth chart. Obviously, we cut um, Young Moss the other day. He's now in Cincinnati. So I don't know if you have anybody below him besides maybe, of course, ran uh, to, Mark, to Mark Hemingway still on the roster? Or he's still nah, but we, gone? Don't we still have uh, Marcus Ball? He's the other one. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, obviously, you know, I'm not saying expectation for him, but I know he's the only other one that's on the roster behind um, Logan Thomas. So, yeah. You, you Hemingway, need yeah. You need guys. All right. Let's get to this draft. Um, we're pick 19. There's been a lot said over the past couple of weeks about what we're going to do with that pick. Uh, it was Mike Lombardi, who, uh, I mean, depending on who you talk to, he's pretty hit or miss with his takes. Um, I put him in the same breath as Jason Lockenbora. I mean, <laughs> I knew you were going to say he, that he, shit. He's, he's batting like, he's batting like 230, like sometimes. Like, yeah, sometimes you're right, but. Right. Sometimes you are flailing and missing at the plate, my friend. But uh, he said that uh, we are in line to possibly move up to get Trey Lance at pick four. I've seen, you know, around that the Falcons are very interested in moving out of that pick. They don't really think they're going to take a quarterback. Uh, Ryan, uh, Matt Ryan's uh, cap number is looking a little bit too crazy right now for them to actually have to take another quarterback. They'd rather get help now for him. So they're a prime candidate to move down. Um, let me ask you guys this. Are you in favor of moving up for Lance? And just a hypothetical, how much would you give up to get him? Mm. I mean, I'll be honest. Y'all know me, man. I'm not the biggest fan of trading up, especially if you're going from 19 to four. Like, it's going to be the scenario of the amount of picks that you would have to give up just to get to four would, I mean, it's going to be extreme. Now, like I've told y'all in the past, if they've identified, whether it's Lance, Fields, whoever, hopefully not Jones, um, if they've identified a quarterback that they feel like is worthy of trading up for that, then, you know, I'm going to rock with it. But what I, can I say, I, that's the first thing I would want them to do, or that's truly like, is that the number one on my priority list as far as doing? No, because I just think that's, it's going to take a lot to do that. And I'm not really trying to, I feel like we've been down that road. I mean, obviously each scenario is different. Um, obviously we have Fitzpatrick who, if you do trade up, you can allow those quarterbacks to sit for a year and learn from him. Um, it's just, I, I mean, obviously, I don't know the numbers game as far as the draft board is concerned, like what you would have to give up. I'm assuming you're probably going to have to give up 19, a second, maybe a third, and probably two, minimum your 20, 2022 first-round pick and possibly 2023. So, I mean, that's a lot of draft capital. Um, if you're going to do it, I just hope that you're right in making that decision because if you don't, I mean, that could set your franchise back a lot. Um, I don't think it's really a pressing need right now where we need to, where we have to move up and get a quarterback at number four. Uh, with mm-hmm. the addition of Fitzpatrick, like I feel like we could potentially maybe find somebody second, third round that they could groom and develop. Um, but I, I, I honestly would not be a fan of it. But if that's what they want to do, I, R- Riverboat, by all means, make your move. Let's just use the 49ers trade as the baseline, right? Let's just say that the baseline to move up a 2022 third, a 2022 first, and their 2023 first, and obviously they swap picks three and 12. You know, at, at that price point, I don't think I'd be opposed to it. Obviously, we're much farther down than 12, so you're probably going to give up more than that to move up. 
how much more i don't know i wish i had that chart in front of me that tells you you know what value each pick oh, yeah. has i don't have that in front of me but um as a baseline if that's just being kind of a a kind of a template to use i think that's that's not bad because if you draft your quarterback and he ends up hitting then you're not going to care for the picks one two if you're winning more games because you have a quarterback that's competent and helping your team you're not drafting high anyway these are basically early second round picks you're drafting at 27 28 not saying we will be but eventually that could be something that's you know in the thought process cliff what do you think um look i think these i think the four they're four quarterbacks that are probably first round like in terms of like physical ability look like first round prospects man. if you're look if you're looking at our situation now and you and you look at the roster can you think to next year right because if you think about where we're at right now and you think about where we'll probably be drafting next year you would have to trade up if you want to draft a quarterback next year mm-hmm. like it's not gonna like unless you think we have a terrible season right like you're gonna probably have to trade to get a quarterback Mm-hmm. If you look at the 2022 class, I don't think those quarterbacks are as good as I would not trade up for feet for Lance. If I traded up, it would be for feet. But if you want to trade for Lance, I'm cool with that too. Yeah, I, like I said, but I couldn't be, you can't be mad at it, right? If they have identified him, then by all yeah. means, make your move. And I think that's the tough thing. Like, I think the way to look at it is like, you're going to have to trade up next year, anyways, probably. And what is that price going to be? How good are those players going to be compared to the guys coming out now? And so I think that's how you sort of have to weigh it. Um, Eric, the same. So that's, I, I would trade up because I think, I really think Fields has the potential to be a star player. Um, and sitting for a year would be perfect for him. So. Which, one thing I want to say, though, man, like with the trade up piece, like every year we go through this situation with these draft analysts talking about QBs is going one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Like when we get to draft night, it chances are it never works itself out like that. Obviously, you don't know because, I mean, it's it's unpredictable. Things change, but it's very rare you see QBs go one, two, three, four, five. Like I know this the league and fans are like QB thirsty. But it could be a situation where maybe we don't need to go up to four. Like, what for all we know, Lance or Fields, they, they may fall to eight or nine. Like, I mean, that I, I could understand potentially, you know, obviously you don't know if other teams could probably jump you in situations yeah. or like a New England could could possibly jump us up there. Um, who am I? I I'm, I'm drawing a blank. It was another team I thought about was going to move up. Um, hey, man, before the Bears, he's a quarterback. Man. The Bears. Bears. That's there you go. The Bears will tell you that they do not need a quarterback. Yeah, they've told us QB one is Andrew Dalton. QB one is Andrew Dalton. <laughs> Don't get it twisted. All right. Hey, Matt Nagy finna get fired, bro. But that's <laughs> bro another day. Well, Maybe you know, I, I actually think the Bears. I think those guys are doing this in a way to keep their job by setting the bar so low for the team. Mm-hmm. Dalton is not that much worse than Trubisky. He's probably the equal an equal player. If the team makes the playoff next year, it's going to be seen as like this great coaching job. You're not fooling me, Matt Nagy. Not fooling me. Hmm. Nagy said he's taking over play calling too. Uh, so mm-hmm. he might be fired by week six, Paul. Um, but also, <laughs> also 
I know you never know what's going to happen with the veterans. Like we saw this offseason, like a lot of QB talk, but that was that was kind of, you know, that doesn't usually happen in NFL as far as like QBs trying to with the Russell Wilson situation, laying out four teams. Like we could come up into a scenario in 2022 where there may be some veterans who could be available as far as trade packages concerned. Obviously, we don't know, um, but Russell, A-Rod, not saying we could get those guys, but we you don't know the QB market next year. And obviously, we don't know what QBs will be coming out in college, but we also didn't know like Davis Mills, for example, who could be a second, third round pick. I had never heard of that guy. I'm gonna be honest with you. Y'all know how much I watch football. Like this mm-hmm. dude's name, this dude's name is flashed on a ticker <laughs> a million times in the last 72 hours. It's somebody that we could possibly take in the second or third round. So just like Riverboat has been saying, he doesn't feel like they're desperate to make a move, but if they've identified it, they feel like they feel someone who could step in right away, I'm all for it. But I just don't want them to make a panic move and feel like they have to do it because I don't think we're in a situation where we have to trade up for a quarterback. That's all I'm saying. No, I hear you on that. I, I think that goes to what Cliff was saying a second ago. If you're going to have to trade for a quarterback anyway, you'd rather do it this year because the quarterbacks are much better or at least perceived to be much better than next year. Although I will say that nobody thought that Zach Wilson would be who Zach Wilson is. Had no I mean, idea who Zach Wilson de- was before. Depending on, yeah, depending on what you think about yeah. Zach Wilson, people are, are gassing this guy thinking he's going to be the next John Elway and shit. Mm-hmm. But, you know, next year we could be having the same conversation about a guy like Spencer Rattler or something like yep. that. What's the kid that went, went to USC? Oh, oh, man. Slovak? Yeah. Slovis. No, that guy's not my Slovis. man. Sam Howell, <laughs> I mean, well, you know, I'm not saying they're gonna be good, but I'm just saying the names that we could probably oh, yeah, hear again, you know, yeah, but, next year, but I mean, physically, physically yeah. speaking, no, I hear you. Fields and Lance are a different class from those dudes for next year, absolutely, absolutely. Like, Fields is like 6'4, 230, massive arm runs a 4'4, man. Same with Lance. I said this to y'all in the chat, and I will say to the people listening, I, I this is a question. If Dwayne Haskins ran a 4-4, <laughs> where do you think he'd be right now? I think he'd probably still be in Washington. With all these, like, like a 4-4, that's not nice. game-changing speed, man. Yeah. Yeah. No, I hear what you're saying about that. I mean, I don't think that would have helped him preserve his career here. I mean, he'd probably still be here. He would have he he played better. He would have played better. He couldn't move. Yeah, he couldn't move. Yeah, I hear you. Imagine hear if that. he ran a four-four. Yeah, either would have had an element to his game instead of sitting in the pocket and not knowing what to do with the ball. Could have scrambled and you know extended plays. So I hear you. I hear you on yeah. that. Either of you watch or listen to uh, Cooley on Shan yesterday? Yep. So you heard the whole conversation about Justin Fields, right? Yep. Just for, say for, anybody, for anybody who doesn't know, you know, they said that. Uh, some of the criticisms was he doesn't have the strongest arm. Like he had really wind up to throw a thing like 60 yards, whereas some other quarterbacks just make it look easy and they flick it. And it's, uh, I don't know if I take what Cooley says as gospel. Matter of fact, I know I don't. Um, if Cooley were as dead on with his predictions as some think he is, he would be building a front office somewhere instead of being out in Wyoming building making pots out of clay and shit you know what i'm saying like <laughs> i don't know i don't know i've heard, 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 heard some criticism he's gonna go with uh, hobbies dog <laughs> 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 no nah, oh. i mean this, this man out of wyoming making clay pots if you were 
as smart as he thinks he is, he'd be in the fucking 49ers front office or somewhere else. You know what I'm saying? I feel like Wait, he so mentioned he says, a seed one he time. Said he said Fields' arm is not strong. Yeah, he said but Fields' he arm he is not strong. He said he got to wind up and curl yeah. hop that motherfucker to get it downfield. He did. But Cliff, he spoke highly of Trey Lance. He said Trey Lance, he thinks his game will know, transition. It'll be a, lo- a lot more easier for him compared to Fields also because um, he did a lot under center. So he feels like his, you know, athletic ability and the uh, offensive scheme that he had in North Dakota kind of will help him translate his game over to the NFL. Yeah, but he played like six times a game. Now that he did mention that as well. <laughs> no one. So. <laughs> look, look, man. I, I've seen Fields throw. There is a little bit of a windup. His Definitely. arm is strong as shit. It is a strong arm. In fact, he is big and fast, right? He's played high-level competition, which seems to always get ignored, right? You know the interesting thing about Lance? I see more people, and it's probably because, maybe it's because Wentz is white. More people seem to make this correlation about the success that Fields will have based on Ohio State's offense or whether it's the Haskins and stuff. In a way that I don't see him do with North Carolina State, even though North Carolina State plays a very different offense from the Mothers ran the NFL. Yeah. They have a way better team than everyone. Right? Their team is just much better than their competition. Yeah. I have changed my mind after Josh Allen. After I saw Josh, because if someone watched Josh Allen's college tape, like Cooley did with Fields, what grade would he have given him? Josh Allen, who couldn't hit anyone. Couldn't hit shit. Nigga no one. The ball was all over the place. If we are drafting, like, I think the conversation is about what are you supposed, what are you supposed to be drafting when you draft that high? Are we drafting off what you can be or off what you are today? Mm-hmm. That's true. Like, That's true. Like we're, we're projecting the player in terms of physical ability. Fields projects higher than the other three. I don't see like for me, it's like no question. But it was crazy how he was going on um Fields' arm strength saying he can't throw the ball further than 54 yards. And I'm sitting here thinking, like, well, how far do you really need him to throw the football? Because he's mm-hmm. just throwing a quick nine route. I'm not expecting a quarterback to throw his 70, 80 yards. So I, I didn't I didn't really understand the arm strength piece because even Sheehan was like, Well, he looks like he throws a good deep ball to me, but I mean that's more here no there, but as far as physical talent, Cliff, I'm with you as far as Fields is concerned. Like, he, I mean, 4-4 speed, he looks like he can make all the throws to me. So, I was kind of surprised that he had that feeling or that opinion on him. Yeah, I'm with you, Corey. I think that's kind of an arbitrary kind of thing. Like, oh, he can't throw the ball 70 yards on a, on a rope. I'm like, well, how many times in a season do you think he's going to have to do that? Two right. or three times, maybe, possibly. Right. This the, the game, the NFL is not about throwing the ball deep 150 times a game. You know what I'm saying? As a matter of fact, I would say that the quarterbacks in the NFL, or in college, I should say, who you see that only go deep, but you never see do the underneath thinking dunk shit are the ones that bust the most. So Yeah, well, that would be the biggest knock on fields. They do try to throw the ball downfield a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, but the other thing, I don't ask you all this before. I swear to you all, if that guy was coming out of Georgia, not out of Ohio State, he'd be the second quarterback taken. It'd be a whole different story. I don't, I don't think there'd be any question. He would have ESPN SEC hype attached Hold to his name. Yep. He would have like a Heisman push. All of those, the conversation about him would be very different if he was coming out of Georgia. I mm-hmm. know it. 
Well, actually, that's something that Cooley had said yesterday, too. He was like, you play in the Big Ten, which he's not knocking the Big Ten, but he said it's not like you're playing SEC defenses every year, which is a fair point, but I'm not going to hold that against him. No, 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 no. See, I'm not saying that as far as, like, level competition. I'm saying it in terms of perception. If he was coming out of a Georgia team that was going to the the, um, the playoff mm-hmm. or playing Bama and going 12 and one, yep. he would be the second QB taken. Going to Ohio State. Mm-hmm. Yep. Like he, he went to Georgia. He would, they, yep. they would stamp him. He would have all the hype, ESPN hype, CBS hype, the SEC yep. hype that comes with all that shit in general. He would have been the second QB taken. There wouldn't even be a conversation about this. Instead, he's looked at as just another typical Ohio State quarterback surrounded right, like, by four or three yeah. receivers. Mm-hmm. They're always open. Like, yeah, he does have to, that. He's looked at like he didn't have to do much. That's the vibe that I got from Cooley. Like, he just kept saying he's just throwing everybody that's wide open. They're all wide open. He doesn't have yeah. to do anything. So, and I think what's always, for me, I think something that's always important for me when I look at quarterbacks is that I look at where they were ranked in high school. Right. Like that, like I'm not, it, I'm not saying it is the only thing that matters. I'm not saying it weighs more than other things. But it tells you how how long this person has been the best, mm-hmm. right? Like it is something to be a fucking five star when you're seventeen, the best when you're eighteen, the best when you're nineteen. That says something. That's why Trevor Lawrence is going to talk. The guy's been the best QB process. He was like fifteen years old. Mm-hmm. Who was number two? Fields. Yep. So. That's true. That's know. true. I think I think people just get weird when it comes to quarterback, man. It's just too, people start people have to move the goalpost. Yep. Like we and we don't do that for any other position. There's no other position where we would we would willingly say that a less physically talented player should be drafted higher. The only position that's done for is QB. That's why there's yeah. so many swings and misses. Yeah, no, I hear you. I just want to go back to what I said earlier, also about Davis Mills. It's funny you say that, Cliff, because like I said, I didn't know nothing about this kid. And I didn't know he was a five-star. He was like the mm-hmm. number one quarterback he was of the class recruit, when he yeah. came out. So, mm-hmm. like, like you said, that, that's a good point, though. That's a good point, how they were yeah. coming out of high school. But they yeah. like the move to go post, man. They'll be yep. like, oh, well, offense matters. All of a sudden, the way they talk about Bama's offense, Bama does not run a pro-style offense anymore. No. In the way they used to. But they're always like, oh, he's pro-ready. He can read the field. <laughs> Oh, you can make all the. You're only saying this about Matt J- Mac Jones because they said the same shit about Tua, and then when Tua got to the league, it's because he couldn't read defenses. Mm-hmm. Now they dogging him. <laughs> I got this. I got this pulled up um, from Ian Wharton because he does these great spreadsheets. Out of all the quarterbacks coming in, and this is the five for the first round: Mills, Mond, Newman, and Trask. Mm. Percentage of play action in RPO: fifty-three percent. Mac Jones. Mm. It's easily the highest. Number two is Trey Lance. Number three is Trevor Lawrence. Trevor Lawrence, by the way, I don't know what the fuck kind of office they're running down there in Clemson. I watch Clemson and I'm like, I feel like you're holding back your players. That's just what I see when I see. They, they, all they throw is fucking tunnel screens. <laughs> like, if you watch yeah. Clemson's offense, like, all they throw, they, their offense is kind of weird. Yeah. But it's weird because no one mentions that as far as Lawrence's transition to the NFL. But when Watson was coming out of the same offense, they told us the offense wouldn't translate. Mm-hmm. Like, this is the shit I'm talking about, man. Well, they're telling us now, Lawrence is the best prospect since Luck. I think Lawrence is a great prospect. I know it just from him and Luck. It's like Luck came out of an 
NFL offense. Right. Clemson's offense, I don't know what the fuck that is. I yeah. see them in the title game. I'm like, I don't know what this is. I just see a bunch of screens everywhere, man. Which is crazy with all the knocks that are coming on fields now. And he had his best game versus Clemson. Like, he looked yeah. like a pro that night. So Yeah, that's true. I mean, playing devil's advocate, he also had a pretty bad game against, what, I think it was Northwestern. Put some respect on Northwestern's defense. Hey, they were hey, damn good. I, I think North, that was a bad they game. They are a great game. defense. That's a great defense. Mm-hmm. That was a bad game plan. Yeah. Because he ran for 7,000 yards in the second half, man. <laughs> After Trey not running the ball all first half. Yeah. Like, you basically were just throwing in the pass defenses all first half when you could have mm-hmm. just ran the ball. Yeah. All right, so – just so we're clear, just on the record. So, Cliff, you would move up for Fields, not Lance. Corey, you wouldn't move I would, up. Here. I would move for both. I would move for both. I would move for you both. wouldn't move to both? Okay. I would move for both. Um, I'm just not a fan of moving to four. Like, if, like I said, if they if that's what they identify, I'm, I'm okay with it. But I just don't, I just feel like we're going to have to give up so much going from 19 to four. But, but like you said, you're going to have to move up at some point anyway to, to get your young quarterback. So there's going to end up a chance. I think these a couple of these quarterbacks, or maybe one, might slide to like maybe eight or nine or 10, and maybe we could potentially, you know, go up there. It's just 19 to four is a big-ass jump to me. No, I hear you on that, 100%. I'm looking at a mock draft right now. It's actually on the network as we speak. Morris Jones-Drew is doing it. He has us moving up to nine for Trey Lance. And this is after the Pats moved from 15 to seven to get Mac Jones. Mm. In this I'm mock cool draft, he has the Niners taking Justin Fields at three, by the way. Look, man. I don't know what the Niners are going to do. I know this much. <laughs> <laughs> don't no, hurt him, Chris. <laughs> no, but that shit's wild to me, right? First, when they first traded up, everybody's like, well, they're taking Mac Jones. This is what they're doing. Everybody knows they're going to take Mac Jones. Mac Jones is bats. Mac Jones, Mac Jones, Mac Jones, right? Mm-hmm. Then all of a sudden, a couple of days ago, it's like, well, we don't know if he's gonna, they're going to take Mac Jones. <laughs> we don't know anymore. You know, it could be Fields. It could be a smoke screen. If they traded up for Mac Jones, they're, like they're, I told y'all when that shit was announced, there's no fucking way. There's no way. Nope. There's no see. way they traded up for that guy, man. Mm-mm. There's no. Oh, no but then I read that Shanahan was in, that Mike was involved, and then I started wondering. Oh, really? Yeah. He's having no man. Oh, word! I didn't know that. Yeah. I don't know, Cliff. I don't know. I, I say I don't know because Kyle Shanahan strikes me as the type of motherfucker that likes to be the smartest person in, in the room. And mm-hmm. just imagine how arrogant and high and mighty he would be if he turns Matt Jones into a Super Bowl quarterback. You know what I'm saying? Oh, what I was you, right but what Matt does that Jones. mean, though? But here's my question. What does it mean to turn someone into a Super Bowl quarterback? He almost – he had – had they not blown a lead – Right. He would have had a Super Bowl. <laughs> right. Well, it, it, doesn't, it, doesn't, it doesn't matter what it looks like. If Mac Jones has hardware, he's going to I told you I could win Mac Jones. I didn't need you. You think Justin so? Fields. I didn't need I Trey Lance. I, do you, do you, let me ask you this. Do you think that that would be the perception of Garoppolo had they won that game? Maybe, I think the perception of him would be different for sure. I mean, I think that think people so? know that he's a little bit overrated, but I think that if he doesn't choke away that fourth quarter lead to the Chiefs, that it's not the same. I mean, I think at this point, Jimmy Garoppolo is just kind of playing out the string and he's going to be a free agent next year and then he might be somebody's backup. Jimmy's going to have more rope if he had won that game. 
in my opinion. Nah, but do you think the conversation about him would, because really all I see is Kyle just wants all the credit. Right? It seems to be the same way with fucking, what's his name? McVeigh. McVeigh. These niggas just want all the credit. They, mm-hmm. You know what they look like? You know, there's always that thing about um, disgruntled artists. <laughs> right? And like, what? These guys are disgruntled quarterbacks. McVeigh and what? Shanahan. They were both quarterbacks, were they not? Mm-hmm. Wait, McVeigh was a wide receiver, right? Nah, McVeigh played quarterback in high school. He, he did. did. Okay. Who was a wide I, receiver? Hey, what does it matter? Go ahead. I'm starting to feel like these guys think it's them out there. <laughs> like, no, but I'm not even kidding. Like, it, to them, it's like, yeah. this is what I would do if I was the And so you need to play the way that I would if I could play quarterback. You mean like we've all, like, like we've discussed about golf, how all the blame has gone to golf and basically McVay's like, well, damn, he's not doing it my way. So let me get rid of this guy. Cause clearly yeah, he's, the cause, he's the reason why we're not winning or he's holding. Cause I can't see how you could look at these QBs and be like, well, I want Mac Jones. Yeah. There's just no way. Like <laughs> right. there's just no fucking way. There's no way. I'll say this though. I think when you look at the quarterbacks, Scratch that. If you look at Matt Jones and all the things that he did in college and the things that he does well, does well-ish, I guess, is that he would probably be the type of quarterback that you could plug into Kyle Shanahan's game and he wouldn't be spectacular. He would just do what you ask of him. But it, to me, it's like, why would you want a lesser player at three? Like, if you're at three, why wouldn't you just get Justin Fields or, or get uh, Trey Lance and tailor whatever offense you're devising for him and have a better offense. You know what I'm saying? It's but like, let me ask you, but let me ask you this, Paul. What makes Mac Jones more capable capable? Like Mac Jones has not played a lot of games. Like he looks that's the, the part. Weird thing. He makes like, all people, throws. He looks the part. People well, like, no, I, I think that Mac Jones doesn't really have the, the improv element to his game. He's really just like a like a dealer of the football. He's a guy that will see the first read, see the second read, and get the ball out of his hands quickly. I think yeah. Fields and Lance like have cousins? a more improv version to their game. You know what I'm saying? Right, but like this is what I'm saying to you, though, Paul. You need to play in the league a while to play that way. <laughs> like, there's not a lot of guys just coming to the league and playing, like, from the pocket. They, 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 those guys are gone from the league. Like, if you really think about where we're at in the league, we are not getting a lot of young quarterbacks who come into the league just playing from the pocket. They will fucking kill you out here. Yeah. But that's so, why I also feel I feel like this so, whole Mac Jones, I think it's a smokescreen, Cliff. I don't think there's no way in how they traded up for Mac Jones. You know what I think happened? I think they put that shit out there and they got clowned on TV. They were like at they were in the draft rooms the next day at work, getting made fun of by people they respect. <laughs> they're like, maybe we shouldn't take Mac Jones. Because there's now no way you t- traded up there without <laughs> knowing who you were gonna take, man. Right. <laughs> shit, I told Corey yesterday he gonna throw a curveball and just draft Cal Pitch at three. <laughs> hey man, listen. Kyle oh, Pitts is a special. <laughs> Kyle Pitts is a bad dude, man. Kyle Pitts heading to Texas, man. I told That's y'all about man. Kyle Pitts before go before the season. So I was like, listen, y'all gotta watch this guy. Mm-hmm. He cold. Score. That boy's cold. Absolutely. He's gonna end up in Dallas, Corey. I think so, man. Uh, it looks like listen. Jerry Jerry Jerry's ready to sell the farm for the tight end. Do it. So. Do it. Jerry said they don't need no defensive players. They got Dan do Quinn it. as a coach. That's all they need. So too bad. You know, <laughs> I hope they do it 
only I want them to do it. I want the hype back. I want you all yep. to just get yourselves hyped again. Mm-hmm. Do it mm-hmm. again. Do it again. Don't me, I'm, not, don't, I'm not saying that as like Kyle Pitts, because Kyle Pitts, I think he's going to be a great player, but that is dog. not what should be at the top of the <laughs> list right now. Doesn't seem like a priority to me, but hey. Yeah. It just doesn't make no sense to me. Like, I don't want right I, I look at what Kyle Pitts would mean to their offense. I mean, they were mm-hmm. averaging like 30 points a game before Dak got hurt last year. It's How many more points? I mean, you're already scoring pretty easily. How many more points is Kyle Pitts going to add? Meanwhile, your defense out of here looking like fucking junior league. It's like, like they should be in the FBS. Yes. But he told you. Or NAIA. <laughs> Dan Quinn was the biggest offseason addition in the league. Yep. That's what the Cowboys told you, yep. man. That's what they, they've been preaching it every week. So their defensive I, flaws, everything will be changed and corrected because they've hired Dan Quinn. They hired right? Dan Quinn. His Dan defense Quinn has had, been atrocious in Atlanta the last Dan Quinn had years. those great Atlanta defenses that we all remember. It's not yep. like he never had a defense that ever blew a lead in any game of any of It ain't like they was out 28 3 or nothing like that. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Dan Quinn, like, what? It's, okay. That's crazy to me. Anyway, if they do that, mm. Dude, mm. a mm. lot of Terry McLaurin rocking the baby. Rocking all the babies. Again. <laughs> a, a lot of that. Rocking all the babies. Who's that? Two little digs, too small. <laughs> Who's there on the corner? Don't even know. Uh, Who that safety? Who, Cowboys? Yeah. George T. Pick, I don't know. They picked, they picked up the two Bamas coming off the Achilles tear. What is it? Keanu Neal and. um. Oh, they was the linebacker, though. Oh, yeah. Oh, he played outside. That's right. He played the linebacker. But they got one more. Oh, shit. Hold on. I can't think of his name. A safety? Yes, Paul. They picked up two of them. And both of them coming off Achilles tear. Neil moved the linebacker, but I forget the other. Oh, they. Uh, I, I'm gonna butcher his name. Is it Kazee or or yes. the Falcons? Kazee, right? Come on, Cliff. You know who he is. Um, Wait, who did he pick up? I'm pretty sure they picked him up for the Falcons. Hold on. I just pulled up their safeties. <laughs> I pulled it up. The first thing I see is JJ Wilcox. I'm like, the fuck. <laughs> first one I saw was Barry Church. <laughs> <laughs> it might as well be Bill Bates. Who the fuck are their safeties? Hold up, bro. Right now, it's like I got, I got, I got, I got, Wilson. They also got J. Ron Curse. I think he's from San Fran. But Kazee and Neil are both coming off Achilles there. So, yeah. like I said, I guess Quinn's and the starting quarterbacks you know. are Trayvon Diggs and C.J. Goodwin. Yeah. Good luck. Yep. Cowboys. All right, let's. Um, let's what you want to talk about? Day two quarterbacks. Uh, we can talk about day two quarterbacks if you want. We can talk about any quarterbacks that day two, day three, anybody like that. Yeah, I know you probably want to talk about Trask, right? Um, well, I'm I told you I'm a Jamie Newman guy, but let's talk about we gotta gotta talk about Trask because based on what Kyle says, that sounds like who we're really interested in. Yeah, if you're following the breadcrumbs, did y'all see Kuiper's um new two round mock today? Now, what do you say? He got us taking Davis Mills at uh, 51. Let me say what a disaster that would be, bro. I'm not <laughs> saying I don't like Davis Mills, but that is entirely too rich for him, man. You don't, have a, you don't have a choice, though. You don't have a choice. Because if, if you think about it, teams, the quarterbacks are always going to get overdrafted mm-hmm. in general. If we don't, if you don't take him in round two, you're probably going to get him in round three. Yeah, they said he's not going to make it to three. 
Kuiper also mentioned there's a sleeper that may come back into the end of the first round and draft Davis Mills. He said that's a little expensive, that's extreme, but he said, you know, teams are QB hungry. So, like Cliff just said, they're going to they're gonna, they're gonna snatch him at least early second round. And if you got him at the one, Saints, the Saints like him. Yep, apparently. that's another one, yep. And he mentioned Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh was the other one, Pittsburgh. You guys know how these teams are, dog. Yep. All it takes is one coach to be like, oh, he's got everything. Shit's so whack. It's, yeah, it's, usually, it's usually the same old kind of looking quarterback every time. <laughs> we got a feeling about this one. Now I'm, a little, it's Davis hey, Mills. I'm a little intrigued by Davis Mills, though. 6'4", 215? Coached by Shaw? Can't no. move. I know. What it, I don't know. Davis Mills, I, I've seen the Sky reports. I can't say that I watched a lot of Stanford football because I didn't. I just there's too much up and down for me, man. I know that you're that's pretty much what you're signing up for as a second round quarterback or third round quarterback. For me, I, I'm with Cliff. I would probably rather have the boy from Wake Forest. I think that the physical attributes are more uh, uh, attractive with Newman. Plus, he has a element to his game where he is a kind of like a power running quarterback, like kind of like Cam was. I'm not saying he's as big as Cam or as powerful as Cam, but they did a lot of like design power runs for him at Wake Forest. Mm-hmm. Also, I'm not drafting quarterbacks who can't run. Hear you. I'm just not doing it. But that's – I know we didn't mention his name yet, but that, like Kellen Mond, like you mentioned, Paul, up and down. Like he's been up and down at Texas A&M. He had, but like Cliff said, he has all the physical attributes. He can move, he can extend plays, but – I don't know if I'm if I want to take those players in the second round, but also like you said, they're the, the league is just QB hungry, so those guys are going to go early, regardless of whether we feel they're second round worthy or not. It's just it's all it takes is one team. And that's it. That's all it takes. So that's you it. don't really you can't really just sit around waiting. That's it. I have a name. This is going to ring a few bells for Cliff. I'm not saying I would draft him high. I probably wouldn't draft him at all unless it was like seventh round. But a guy who is has some intriguing attributes, Felipe Franks. Yikes! Finished at Arkansas. Has an athletic <laughs> profile. He can throw the ball. I mean, I know that he was kind of bummy at Florida, but he was a bummy. He got injured. The That's fans true. didn't really That's like true. him. The fans didn't really like him because he was Damn, they was going that as shit. Yeah, he was really inconsistent. Super, his arm is super strong. In mm-hmm. fact. There's a play that helped that um, last second touchdown he threw versus Tennessee. I think it throws the ball like 70 yards. Strong arm. But nah, man. Nah. And do it. What do y'all Listen. feel about – what's your honest opinion about Kellen Mondo? Paul, I, I, job, I down on him. real quick on Franks. His job was taken by someone who had not played football in like seven years. Mm-hmm. Who believe that was? Trask. Trask did not play in high school. Yeah, Trask took his job. Franks got injured. Lost, never got his job back. Trash said it his pro that he was like, man, I sucked in high school. I ain't going to lie to you. <laughs> he told that to the reporters. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, he got drafted off of um, – sorry, not drafted. He got, he got signed because of uh, camp yeah. that he went to. But he was sitting behind Eric King, never played. Mm-hmm. As far as Franks goes, look, we know those guys don't really ever work out. Man. Yeah. Yeah. Um, who was my that? man from uh, Buffalo? Remember they had that big <laughs> that big QB from Buffalo. Oh, um, Tyree Jackson. Tyree Jackson. Slam name drop. <laughs> Ain't he tired in now? That nigga. That's how I saw that nigga was playing for the DC. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm not even kidding. Wasn't he in our league? 
Uh, no, he's a tight end on the Eagles now. He's with I the knew Eagles I saw his name. But Cliff, he was, but right, he was, he was, with, he was in that league. He was yeah, with he, the he was, defenders. Yeah. He was, yeah. Uh, was, he was Cardell's backup. Yeah. 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 Cardell's backup. I was better say, man. Oh. See the Eagles doing the same experiment with the with the tight ends that from former quarterbacks. They had Tyree Jackson. There's somebody else that is a tight end there now. What's the Bama's name from from Baylor, the wide receiver that everybody loved a couple of years ago? The big Hakeem boy. Butler. Um, Hakeem Parham? Butler, right? Oh, that's from Iowa State. I'm thinking of Daniel. Was it Daniel Parham or something? Parham. Yeah, no, I think he's on the Chargers, I believe. Catch yeah, he was a Baylor. He went to Iowa State. With Iowa State, Iowa State, yeah. Okay, but what's the matter, dog? Did, I mean, I read that Eagle story. In the <laughs> You're a shit show. And they're a fucking shit show, dog. Absolutely, I say that, I say that as, a, as a fan of this football team, right? Right. If hey, I ever hear that Dan Snyder's calling coaches into the office every Tuesday to go over their coaching decisions, this city. You know, Dan ain't out. gonna do that. Dan just gonna park the yacht. <laughs> <laughs> we drafted Dwayne Haskins. But the funny thing is, that sounds like something Dan Dan Snyder would have done to like Norv. Yep. <laughs> like, how you gonna call me in here every Tuesday <laughs> to grill me about my uh, decisions, win or lose? Uh huh. These niggas won a game versus the Packers. They asked him why he didn't throw the ball more. I got to read that story you sent, Cliff. That story's wild, dog. Wild. Eagles are a shit show. I love it. They've been they dominated hired, the too long. They're doing hired his son's boy from college to run the analytics department. It's absurd. But keep Arrogant. it up. That's, that's his that's his version of Haskins. <laughs> that's his version True. of Haskins move, dog. True. True. Straight arrogance, man. Uh-huh. They flipped their way into Super Bowl and thought that they was God's gift to analytics. Well, no, she's sweet, Paul. Yep. Gotta remember where he got his money, though, Lori. Hmm. Hollywood. Oh, yeah? He was a Hollywood producer. Y'all some acting. He, he wants to be huh? in the mix. He wants <laughs> to be in the mix. That shit about him in the draft is wild. I got it. They, they, they said he used to do his own draft scouting shit before <laughs> he became an NFL owner. Oh, yeah? Yeah, he was like big into the draft. He used to do it in like his garage or some shit. Like he would put together like draft boards, watch film. This nigga be making the draft picks. Oh, this old Kevin Costner ass nigga. Okay. I'm about to say, so all the time, this nigga think he a draft guru and shit out here. Yeah, he thinks he's a guru. He thinks he this, ain't, this ain't draft day. This ain't take Vontae Mack at all costs. Draft day. Drafted, um, Artega Whiteside. That was his pick. I mean, what a yeah. horrible. I know we've had bad picks, but goddamn. That dude, has he done anything for the Eagles? If we be honest, I don't think he's even had 20 catches yet. Man, they're going to make a catch. No, he did he have a touchdown catch versus us? Oh, he, well. he had two catches versus us in week 17. I think that doubled his um, season. Yeah, yeah. That's terrible, dog. He had four catches. And mind you, <laughs> the Eagles have been decimated at wide receiver the past yep. few years. You yep. can't get on the field when they have oh, literally yeah. nobody. I think it was last year with the Rieger pick when they took uh-huh. Rieger Hurd. Oh, yeah. with a third one. Yeah, it was a, some, said, uh, was a linebacker or something like that from Cincinnati. Who I'd never heard of, by the way. Yeah. So, so our Sega Whiteside has 14 catches for 254 yards. That's wild. So. <laughs> now do <laughs> <Matthew> McLaurin. <laughs> <laughs> hey, hey, is that more than Doxon had for us? 
Oh, oh man. Oh, man. Oh, we, we don't bring up JD's name oh, on the podcast. Listen, we're, oh, we're going we're gonna to get to Doxon during the uh, during our trivia question. Nah, Doxon had, had a little 44. He had 44 catches in 2018. What he fucking do? You were first round <laughs> pick. <laughs> fucking bum. <laughs> Nigga had 44 career catches. No, is... I take that back, Cliff. He had 44 in 2018. 2017, he had 35. In 2016, he only had two. Career catches total is 81. Jesus, God. What a bum. Is he on a roster right now? He's on the Jets. Nah, he's out the league, dog. You out the league. Is he like really? 38 now. <laughs> like 38? Damn. Old as shit. Old Van Wilder ass. This is like 28 as <laughs> a senior. Out here in Boston. Like, damn, he's so good. Was like, <laughs> Niggas nine years old. Gotta give him a couple jump balls. <laughs> They were, out, they were out there in the Big 12 car. That nigga Unk on the field. <laughs> right. <laughs> Unk that. <laughs> All right. Uh, um, any other quarterbacks we should talk about? Anybody we didn't mention? Um, We really didn't talk about Trask. We didn't talk, like, y'all see how y'all talk about Mond either, though. Yeah. yeah let's talk Mon- about Listen, <laughs> Trask, Trask got a lot. Like, Trask almost had, like, a Burrow-type jump. Because um, he started, like, he only started a few games. He started like, eleven games uh, his junior year and then senior year. Had a big season. Obviously, a team had a lot of talent, but that can't be forgotten. Like the Gators had a lot of skill position talent. Uh, wide receiver tight end, but he played well, man. Accurate, big boy. Arm, too. Yeah, he's it's a big dude. He's weird because his arm is like, nah. Like he's he's like six five two forty, but he don't got a six five two forty arm. He kind of reminds me of, his, his arm kind of looks like Cousins' arm did um, coming out. But again, he's another one. He can't really move, man. I'm so just, would I'm, you? I'm very you, concerned about players that can't move. Do you think Mond is a better prospect than Trash? Mm, no. The only reason I say no is because Trask. Throws dimes, man. Gosh, he throws dimes. I'll be honest; I, I haven't seen much of Trash, so I can't really say yeah. whether you know. But Mond is the one that I always I keep talking about because he seems to be flying up the radar in people's draft boards, and it's just like the times that I watch him. Yeah, I mean, he can make some plays, but he's just like Paul mentioned earlier. He's he just seemed like he was really inconsistent at Mississippi State. But oh, you mean was Texas, A&M. Texas, Texas A&M? I'm sorry, Texas well, A&M. But re- people got to remember they switched coaches. Yeah, when Jimbo, yeah, he got, when Jimbo he played a little better. Definitely. Yeah, he played a lot better with Jimbo. I mean, listen, those guys almost made the playoff, man. Yeah. They had a hell of a squad last year. If I have them tell it, they should have been in the playoff. Instead right. of, I mean, Notre Dame made the playoff, right? Yeah, them sorry-ass motherfuckers yeah. made the playoff. Got that ass mopped. So, I think mine's all right, man. I think he's gotten better each year. I just think, let's be real, outside of the first round, Mm-hmm. I think it's going to only get get harder to find quarterbacks outside of round one. I think it's only going to get harder and harder. <laughs> hey, Paul, you got to chill while we doing the pod, dog. Hey, yo. Cliff, you <laughs> somebody just me that joint. I'm like, oh, my oh. God. This nigga working out with Darius. Oh, boy. Is that not Photoshop? No, that's a real picture from July, apparently. Are you fucking serious, dog? Bro, 
<laughs> he said, yep, July 17th. Grand opening, grand closing. Fuck out of here. Damn. That boy Reyes look like a motherfucking... He look like... He built, though. I tell you big that, as bro. shit, boy. <laughs> yeah. You out like here built like a football... Built like a basketball player. Yeah. But you if you here... coached up, shit. Tiny out too. With... I'll take it. You out here working out with the, the DC Strangler and shit. Fuck. <laughs> oh. oh, God. <laughs> Moving along. <laughs> sorry, no, sorry. Go ahead. Move forward. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that nigga the DC Strangler. That oh, is God. off the hook. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's crazy. <laughs> oh. Oh. oh, my God. That, that's one bit I haven't thought about. I guess Gibson made me forget about Geist not being here. Like, not that I really thought about him in general, but I have not Absolutely. thought about him. His name has not entered my brain nope. in maybe like six months. Hadn't thought no about No reason to all. all the fuck shit he was on. Nope. Yeah. Because he, he just pretty much disappeared. I mean, for good reason. He's not on social mm-hmm. media no more. Nobody's talking about him taking workouts or making visits. This motherfucker's worried about staying out of, out of jail pretty soon. He got, he got some court cases he got to deal with. Sexual yeah. harassment and all that stuff. So, yeah. That's a, yeah. Not not to get off track. Did y'all hear the deposition from that lady, the old, old, the elderly lady down in Louisiana? Yep. And the guy's shit. I was like, dog, we don't talk about that, but I was like, man, this motherfucker really is no, a crazy you. person. LSU. You hear Cliff? I ain't heard nothing about an old lady. Oh, he like, was fucking set. I think like I don't, I don't know if he was like sexual harassment or just like sexually intimidating. Some like seventy-five-year-old lady that works for LSU, like a, like a lady that works in like their like football department, like just doing administrative Security. work. Like, one of the old ladies that everybody knows, she's been there forever, and guys is like sexually harassing her and shit. I'm like, bro, what's wrong with you? Tell the oh, lady you want this. Tell her she knows she want this dick and all this other shit. Oh, like, that nigga yeah. on that Charles Haley shit. Oh, he off the chain. That's that Charles Haley shit, man. I just what's LSU? Reason. What's LSU coach name again? Are you? Uh, <laughs> I'm talking about my man. Um, he tried to I guess he the lady said she informed him and all this other stuff and but you know Cliff LSU been they've been doing you know a bunch of scale oh, you, you gotta remember Orgeron Orgeron got kicked out off the Florida coach Florida Miami coaching staff in the 80s I didn't know that the nigga was partying too hard that's why he ain't got no damn voice. Let me see. <laughs> nah, that's how they be sounding down there, dog. <laughs> <laughs> nah, listen. I'm not saying all the all the schools cover up, but the awesome. guy shit, the guy shit reminds me of the Charles Haley stuff. Because in, 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 in the Cowboys book. Charles Haley just acts like this is not the behavior is so abnormal to mm-hmm. where like, yo, you're you need help, yo. Yeah. Why you just they said when he first got to the Cowboys, Charles Haley, defensive line meeting. I think actually it was a defensive team meeting. Mm-hmm. Got on the table, just started jerking off. What? Yeah. <laughs> Niggas wild, dog. Said he would jerk off during um just like <laughs> he was just like jerk <laughs> off during coaches meet, like during defensive line meetings. They say he used to just like whip his dick out. So you telling me, like, coach up there talking about how we gonna do this four three safety blitz? This nigga's on the table jerking off, his jerking shit. off, 
And um, Bush Davis was like, hey, <laughs> out of here. With no clothes, like, with no, like, shorts on or nothing. That oh, you wild, you wild nigga, like, dog. Bush Davis was like, Charles, get the fuck out of this room. Push, don't come in here until you got some, your, your fucking clothes on. Somebody probably said, go find Nate, dude, and get this coat. <laughs> they said this nigga used to, like, he would just be in, like, the locker room. That's crazy. Got his dick out. He oh. pointed, like, Joe Montana. Oh, no, Steve Young. They said he used to fuck with Steve Young all the time. So he would, like, point at Steve Young and be like, you know you want to suck it. Just, like, stroking his dick. What? What the, what the fuck? Hey, yeah. No, this nigga Charles Haley, dog. Paul, that joint deserves a what? <laughs> He's a wild dude. Wild dude. Wild dude. All right. Jesus. Wild. That is unreal, bro. Yeah. Wild. That, that nigga uh, used to whip his dick out everywhere. Like, team meetings, fucking with rookies. Used to put this shit on, what did he say? He put on Aikman's shoulder. <laughs> oh, 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 all right, man. Listen, if somebody puts their dick on my shirt, <laughs> so I'm fighting you on the spot. I don't know fuck how big you are, dog. Imagine how terrified you'd be if you see dick, Charles like, put your dick on somebody's shoulder and you know I got to square up with you. Like, whole you time, might be shit at me, but I, I have to square up yep. with you right now, dog. Nah, but whole time they said he was kind of like, he was a bully. So if people stood up to him, he didn't fuck with him. Uh huh. That's crazy. Yeah. I can see Charles Haley being a big ass bully too. That nigga. Yeah. My friend had a lazy boy yeah. on his neck. Biggest shit out here. He <laughs> like, <laughs> has like bipolar disorder or some shit. So he mm. used to trip. And have, mm. and, um, actually, real quick before we get back to the podcast. Yeah. So they the 49ers lose. I can't remember what game they lost. And he comes in the locker room. He blames Steve Young. He curses Steve Young out in front of the whole team. Calls him a bitch, calls him like a cracker, all these things like going off on him. And they tell Charles to chill out. I gosh, I can't remember who they played because they had to go get Ronnie Lott. And Ronnie Lott was on the other team. No, they, they were playing the Raiders. Ronnie Lott was on the Raiders. Haley was on the 49ers. Young get fucked up and they lost the game. Haley is cursing Young out, calling him all types of names, great slurs, everything. Mm. And then Haley, so. They couldn't get Charles Haley to stop. So someone was like, go get Ronnie Lott from the Raiders room. They said the second Ronnie Lott walks in, Charles Haley just starts crying. What? You know, first, I, I did hear that. I, you, you might be the one who told me that. I did hear yeah. that shit. So he just like broke down crying. Said so that nigga used to curse out George Seifert. That's why they got rid of him. He would just curse George Seifert out. The fuck? That boy got the real CTE. <laughs> oh, this is good pod content. Don't cut that. <laughs> oh yeah, I mean, I'll, I'll cut out the fucking DC Strangler shit, but it's staying in. DC Strangler shit is wild. That's wild, dog. <laughs> wild. You have guys out here looking for you, dog. Nah, because you know when they go post that shit and add him. You know how niggas dog. do, man. This, this motherfucker dares guys looking at reverse IP addresses and shit. Like, I'm going to be hunting you down, dog. I'm going to get a DM like, what you call me, Cuz? What you call me, Cuz? I'm going to get a BC Strangler. Hey, who, who I used to call that? Who the fuck choked out Bryce? Harper. <laughs> oh, uh, Pabobon. Pabobon. <laughs> He was choking the shit out of Bryce. 
Hey, he hit him with he hit him with the fucking uh uh Darth Vader shit. Death with one hand. He really choked that nigga, dog. <laughs> he, right. like he had a smirk on his face while he was doing it. Like you little bitch ass motherfucker. <laughs> Sometimes Bryce be a little old, dog. He was like, dog, such a little ass before I choke you with one hand in, in this dugout right <laughs> oh, here. He says one more thing. Yeah, All right, watch this. Wild motherfucker. I'm crazy, dog. Oh my god. Yo, you know it's funny. Whole time I got Geist's number in my phone, bro. Cause remember I told y'all I sent him that video. I should hit this nigga up, like, yo, check out this fifty gun joint, dog. Oh yeah, the, block that number right now, man. Cause we post this shit. <laughs> he gonna he gonna look for IP address, bro. <laughs> <laughs> oh, hey, that would be hilarious. In route to, to to crown and oh my oh my god, Corey, <laughs> go to Granny's house. Abandoned, <laughs> abandoned the fucking premises. Oh shit! Hey, that's too funny, wasn't? Oh. All right, Calderas. <laughs> um, all right, like he's big and slow, man. Big and slow, like he he's decent, like subpar athlete. He can throw the he can throw the rock. I think the only other thing with him is like there's upside there because he's barely played. Mm-hmm. He's barely played, and. I think the players really liked him. Like he, se- it seemed like he was one of those guys. Like um, team really rallied around him in that corny ass saying they say. Right? <laughs> like he, he definitely had a pr- clearly had a presence around, him, which is weird because he hadn't played at all. Yeah. And for me, you can lose your job because the other dudes don't really fuck with you like that. If somebody else comes in and they fuck with them, apparently that's what happened with Wentz. Like they took one, like they took hurts, but they weren't really thinking about like, well, what if people don't like Wentz here? Mm-hmm. So if Fitz seems to have that kind of personality, people just like him. And it mm-hmm. seems like Trask has like some of that going for him. So if they took Kyle Trask, I wouldn't be mad at it. But yeah. you better go get you some high-end talent, man. Yep. Yep. Somebody like that, like you saying. You know him better than most people because you're a big Florida fan. If you can't move, you're not really winning in, in today's NFL with guys that can't move like that. I mean, right. unless you tell Brady, who, who yeah. is Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, that is the exception to all rules, you know? But then you, have, why did I say A-Rock? Because A-Rock can move in the pocket, so I take I'm that. Gonna say like, I'm going to mobility. Say like you can't, to play the way Brady plays, you need all those games. Mm-hmm. Right, like you need it's almost like a boxer, like you need those rounds or right. your belt. Right. So even like whether it's Mac Jones or Trask, like just because you were out here reading shit quickly versus fucking Mississippi State, right? Like that's not it's not gonna be like that in the league. Right. And True. if you can't move, then you're sacked. Because fucking Cornelius Lucas is not blocking for eight minutes. This is not no. college. Right. So, so, but the mm-hmm. other thing I will say for Trask is he got his ass kicked in college. Yeah. Especially his junior year. He got hit a lot in his junior year. A lot. Just like Burrow got hit a lot as a junior. It's like the yeah. QBs who have not, did not get hit in college, be worried. Yeah. Yeah. Um, to what you said, Cliff, about him not being mobile and him being tough, when I think back to the times I watched Florida play, He's not mobile, but he does move. And the way he moves is just, you could tell that he knows where the pressure is coming from. He can feel it. He can extend plays just enough to like get somebody to clear out and make that throw. 
Like mm-hmm. I said, he's not like you would never confuse him for a very mobile quarterback, but he does move in a kind of aware of pressure type of way. Yeah, but it's just very robotic. Like it's not, yeah. you know. Mm-hmm. 